Hi, I'm Eric Dewey from the Socially Awkward Studios, Science and Beer, and Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. And you're listening to another proud presentation of the Four Eyed Radio Network. Check out more shows at foureyedradio.com. All hands, prepare for the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is episode number 24, and is being recorded on June 26th, 2013. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. And I'm Eric. This episode is brought to you by America Joy Print Shop, official sponsor of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. For high-quality business cards, flyers, banners, cut vinyl, and more, visit AmericaJoy.com. And what is our episode today? Today's episode, thank you for <laughs> reminding me, today's episode is uh, the animated series. The animated series. Aaron's animated series. That would be interesting. <laughs> nice. We should actually, that would, be, that would be cool, wouldn't it? One of these times we record ourselves and then we take it and then... We get all of our video. I'll be at home, you guys, like we normally do, right? Yeah. And we animate it. And somehow. we animate it, so we have like things come in on the like screen and. Uh-huh. But will we, we be cartoons or? Yes, we would be part cartoons. Okay, so like just running through some kind of filter. I told you though, nobody wants to see me as a cartoon. It's like a white fat Albert. <laughs> hey hey hey! Hey hey hey! All right, two fat Alberts. And what do we got here? Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. Yeah, I can hear you I smacking. I can't think of any cartoon character that looks like Aaron. I can can't you? either. Spock? Probably animated Spock, yeah. Yeah, it's Spock. If he was about a foot shorter. Yeah, that's fine. And looked Asian. <laughs> yeah. And 12. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I always thought Spock looked Asian in both the series and the animated, to be that was kind of their That was kind yeah, of their intent. Their approach. It was an approach for that, right? All right, so, so let's get into some news. Shall we? News. All right. Uh, News. First off, I am I'm really excited about this one. Uh, the t-shirt content or the t-shirt website We Love Fine will be having a Star Trek design contest uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. to design a new stuff? t-shirt, and it will be judged by Lavar Burn, who played, oh, of course, Jordy LaForge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Matt Mira of the Nerdist podcast. He was also on uh, G4's Attack of the Show. Was he? Yeah, he did the uh, gadget reviews. Oh, okay. I like uh, Attack so, of the Show. Yeah, and now it's gone. Yeah. Yep. But StarTrek.com will pick a design, uh, one of the designs to be exclusively sold on their website. So the the rules are that uh, Star Trek fans 18 and older can submit designs um, that must be original, creative, and with artistic merit, and of course capture the essence of Star Trek, and it can be from any uh, series or all the series. And well, movies the con- too, right? Huh? Movies too, then. Yeah, movies that like the whole universe of Star Trek. Yeah. yeah, and the contest starts today. And designs can be submitted until I'm already behind. August 6th. I know, me too. Yeah. So We Love Fine will select seven winners, and the grand prize will get up to $2,500. Um, the judges' guest picks uh, will get $400. Uh, 
and StarTrek.com's pick will get $400 and exclusively available at the StarTrek.com shop. Wow. Sweet. And then three runners-up will get 150 bucks. Still not bad. Yeah. For what, a couple hours' work? Well. Uh, more than a couple. Like well, I, depending on what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. I, I know we uh, talked about this before, but um, I actually won their Power Rangers design contest a couple uh, months ago. Mm-hmm. The top was, prize? No, I was one of the uh, runners-up. You got, got robbed. Un- no, just kidding. I was robbed. His no. design was actually really good. Was it? What yeah. was it? I had I had every I illustrated every single helmet all the Power Rangers throughout the twenty. Oh, is that years. the design you have? Yeah. Do you think that is yeah. cool? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. It took forever too to do that because I illustrated them all in Illustrator. But anyways, I got one of the runners up, uh, one hundred and fifty bucks, and my T-shirt was printed. So I, I have versions of I have actual physical copies of my T-shirt. So it's actually a really cool uh, thing to do if if you're a designer. Yeah. And I, I, I'm going to win. I'm going to win the Star Trek. <laughs> well, I'm going to win. Well, I'm also going to try out And I'm this. also going to win, too, so we'll have a three-way tie. Yeah, we'll have a three-way tie. Imagine if we all came up with the same idea. And pres- <laughs> My ideas. They, they do. They, there has been collaborations before. Um, okay. I know for one of the X-Men contests, one guy did the art and the, another guy did the coloring, mm. and okay. they actually uh, won. Oh, nice. Do you remember that shirt I had Star when Trek I was six. doing the, the Star Trek 6 one? Yeah, I remember. That's it. why I said it's 6. Yeah. I have a picture I found the other day of me in that with the long hair and everything. Yeah. Anyways, side You had note. long hair? Yeah, I did it one time. I'll bring the picture <laughs> next. Hair. I'll bring the... Yeah, I had hair. That's the other thing. I'll bring the picture next time. But yeah. Yeah. I had a Star Trek 6 um, like theatrical t-shirt. Right. What yeah. if I oh, copy nice. that and just submit that? Yeah, or, right. No, yeah. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he sure won! That's well. original! No. But I can already see with uh, LeVar Byrne being one of the judges, I can see a ton of people doing Jordy shirts. Uh, yeah. Just to like appeal to his. That's funny. I couldn't see anybody doing Jordy. Ba-doom. Anyways. Wow. Never mind. You can edit that out. No one in the series either. He didn't have a girlfriend. But he did get no, married eventually. Because in the future timeline, he had a wife and kids. Did he? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I, I think it's a pretty cool... Uh, he went great, too. He had to have had a wife. <laughs> but uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a pretty cool contest. This yeah. is actually their second Star Trek contest. Oh, they have uh, one before? Yeah, and you can see the results of, of that contest uh, on their contest page. Yeah. So I, I think one of the the winning design was uh, 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 Uhura? Uhura? Uhura. Uhura. Sorry, Wow. Yeah, um, it was a horror show. Yeah, I am, what actually. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Well, no. Hooked on Phoenix worked for you. But, but yeah, and Nichelle Nichols was a guest judge for that one. So, ah, yeah. <laughs> so it might be a good idea to play to the judge. How about we draw one of Jordy being like killed by a Klingon? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that, I don't would, think really that would really work. I don't think that would go over well. Yeah. It'd be funny, though. He sees it, and he's like... Just throws it. Yeah. <laughs> Forget this. <laughs> Sir, that's an iPad. Whoops. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow, great uh, LeVar Byrne impression there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I went to uh, acting school. Really? No. See? See what I did? See I what acted, you did? I acted. Acting. Yeah. Acting. <laughs> John Lovitz. So, yeah, so I think uh, we will submit something. Yes, we will. 
Oh, you drunk? <laughs> Way well. No. Oh, and, and another kind of side note, anyone can submit up to five designs. So a single person can submit up to five designs. Five? Yeah. See, I think that's wrong because I think if you one shot, you know what I mean? We get to that race. You only have one horse in that race. You have different ideas. I guess you could. How many did you submit when you did your Power Ranger? I submitted uh, four designs. Okay. And two of them were were in the uh, final top kind of top twenty, I guess. So very cool. Yeah. Not to brag or anything, but I'm (laughs) I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two for two on this one. Well, we'll see. We'll We'll see. Okay. Well, I hope all of us. if, when? When? If? Uh, Wouldn't that be fun? Know, we'll be promoting the hell out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Like, hey, put it on the show. Sell these shirts. Hey, vote for us. Vote. Do it. All right, uh, coming up. What's next? <laughs> What's up next? Uh, so next, makeup artist <laughs> Sally. S- no, no, Sahili. Sahili. Uh, Are you sure it's not Sally? No, I, I okay, think Sahili. that's Okay, Sahili. Uh, created the poster for Star Trek Into Darkness as eye makeup, and it's incredible. Uh, she actually painted uh, a little uh, Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch <laughs> on the eyelid. Um, it's not intended to be a wearable design, uh, but rather uh, an, example. an example of her artistic ability. I'm waiting yeah, to find I, that. I saw the you picture of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. Is it? Yeah, it's it's uh, let me open it up for you. But it is uh I don't know how That's just anyone Sahili. can do it. I mean, look at that. Look. Oh my god. Yeah, right? It's crazy. How old is she? Do you know? I, I Cuz she's got to be a college student. <laughs> to have that much time? <laughs> well, if you're an or artist. She's just really or she's just really talented. Yeah. Even if you're talented, look at the detail. Yeah, yeah. so if, if um, any of you guys want to go she see She can't it. open her eye, though. That's the problem. If she goes out in public, that eye won't open because it's so and heavy it, with makeup. <laughs> and it's so crazy. It looks like the poster is exploding from her eye socket. Yeah, like, right. Go back for a second. Because really cool. I'm going to tell you this right now. The first thing I thought of when I saw that face, okay, in the eye, it looks like a Borg, too. Oh, yeah, kind of. The Borg patch, the eye. Yeah. It, it really on, reminds it me of on that. different levels. Yeah. she got pretty eyes, too. Well, I don't know if this is actually her or Well, whoever this. that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You no, really it said do... she painted it on oh, her herself. eyelid. Her That's own. her. Yeah. Really? That takes a lot of talent because you got to look in a mirror. Oh, oh yeah. you got to look in a mirror and what? do it. What? That is crazy. Yeah, but when I, she I opens her like eye, it kind of looks crappy. <laughs> Watch when she opens the eye. Well, where did Benedict go? This still looks cool. She swallowed a pole. No. Uh, but if any of you want to see it, uh, you can check out our show notes, which will be posted on our website. Nice. Post haste. Well, no, Monday. <laughs> It'll be. All right, post haste. Or, or you, you, can, you, can, you can actually look it up on uh, fashionablygeek.com. Or use Google. Just use Google. <laughs> yeah, why not? Just Google it. Next up, uh, an Indiegogo has been set up to help the Enterprise D bridge set travel to the official Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, where you can touch it and take your picture on the bridge. So they're looking to reach a goal of $7,500 by Wednesday, uh, July 24th at 11.59. It's already up to seventeen hundred and ten dollars. How much you get, Aaron? Uh, and it's it's twenty eight days left. There you go. They can make it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so actually, these... it's the real bridge. Yeah. It's the one from production. 
Uh, well, they saved this bridge from being destroyed, I believe. I, I think we talked I, about I think, it. I think yeah. this this was the Enterprise D bridge from the Las Vegas experience. Okay. So it's going home. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. It's too bad they shut down that thing. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't and, making and, any and, money, Yeah, though. we talked about it before. Yeah, not making any money. I love this, and if if I were going to go to this convention... Uh, I would definitely donate to this. This is for the convention in August of yeah. this year. Yeah, I thought it was this year. Wow. wonder how well, much it would cost for us to fly out there just to go see the convention. Too mm-hmm. much money. We why just we... missed the Star Trek one in Boston. I know, but why don't we start oh, a page? Oh, you guys didn't go can... to that? No. no. Well, I was in Florida. He was in Florida, oh. and uh, I don't know. I don't know. And he's lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest. You're lazy. But, but honestly, I, I people there. I missed the Star Trek convention, uh, <laughs> creation convention in Chicago a couple weekends ago. So mm. I, I'm I'm one to talk. So. Yeah, we'll see. Plus, I've never been to a convention. So I you need would to have so much blast. fun at one of yeah. these. Yeah, I went I to uh, kind of a convention that they had out at Bayside Expo about 15, 16 years ago. Yeah. Oh, I've wanted. I, I went I to that one, and then. I remember you going, hmm. rather. Yeah. We should we should try to see if we can... Uh, we should do that online. We should try to see if we could raise the money to send the three of us to the convention. Yeah. We'll start an Indiegogo to send us to the convention. <laughs> set the date for sometime in 2050. 2050? And have it set at like a million dollars. Yeah. We can, nice. we can go do a million lot of conventions. Dollars. True that. We'll, we'll do that. But <laughs> I, I think I think if you're going to this Star Trek convention already, I think it's a good way to maybe throw a couple bucks at this Indiegogo campaign so you can see the Enterprise D set. Yeah, totally. And I'm sure they've got perks on there that uh, will probably give you some good stuff. Yeah, there were some pretty interesting perks, like getting your you know, picture taken really? and yeah, different. You know, a bunch of different things. As as the more you donate, all right. So we do ours, and we say we'll take a picture with you <laughs> in front of your house. Yeah, and just just kind I'll of send wave you a Polaroid you. signed. Yeah, that. Will be I don't awesome. think I don't think anyone would care. No. Um. <laughs> no, really, really. Don't, you I wouldn't want a picture of this. No. <laughs> Never mind. I I wouldn't. No. Um, I'm just kidding. So what else do we have? Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness will be on FX. They've secured the rights. Already? Uh, yep, they've secured the rights. But I just can't believe it's not even out of the theaters yet. It's not going to make its television debut until mid to late 2015. Oh, there's some real <laughs> waiting. Yeah. Um, I will actually buy the DVD long before yeah. this ever happens. Yeah. But um, FX has the JJ uh, 2009 Star Trek. They've been playing it like crazy, yeah. too. Oh, all the time. It, for a while, there was like every weekend. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. just like uh, ABC Family always plays um, National Treasure. Like every weekend, you can find National <laughs> Treasure. I'm <laughs> really? not kidding. It's like yeah, Disney's I, I, number one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not but that I'm that, complaining cool. about the mouse. Believe me, we don't want the mouse coming after us. No, we we don't. That's that's a bad choice. Because they're more like rats. I mean, um. Anyway, Disney owns everything anyways at this point. Well, they own Star Wars. Marvel. Disney is, well, I'll tell you off Pixar. what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Hex- <laughs> Pixar, yeah. I thought you said, I thought you said Exxon. <laughs> Exxon. I wouldn't be surprised no. if they own Exxon Valdez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to put in one of the parks. <laughs> 
All right, so all right, so this week you want me to do this since I yeah uh, yeah can, sure. Now originally I had something else, but we'll bring it next the next time. But this week for our would you buy it? Mm -hmm. Would you buy it? Would you probably, buy it? Yeah, I would probably I, buy it. But I here it is. It. It's a Star Trek: The Next Generation Enterprise D silicone ice cube tray. It also has the Delta Shield. Right, the communicator yeah. design. Yep. And it is available now for pre-order to be shipped in December 2013. And I can tell you, because I have one of these silicone trays. Uh -huh. Aaron got it for me right. for Christmas. Right, a Star Wars it's a, one. Star Wars. Oh, God forbid. I'm just <laughs> oh, saying how... Oh, you traitor. I, I'm I, just saying how well it worked. <laughs> yeah. It actually works awesome. It's, Does it's it? the best ice cream tray I've ever had. I will get Sweet. them all silicone now because, really? one, it oh, feels good. like breasts. I mean, um, <laughs> no. One, it actually, it actually, Whoa. yeah, it's it's actually easy to get the cubes out of, right? Because it's you can, flexible. You push, right? Yeah, you can push it through. Yeah. Oh. Um, the second thing is that it really doesn't get that cold. It okay. doesn't freeze itself. The silicone oh, itself okay. doesn't freeze. So when you mm -hmm. touch it, you ever grab the ice cube tray and say you're like, especially when you grab it after like filling an empty ice cube tray and your hand has water on it. Yeah. And you yeah. touch that tray, it like freezes to your hand instantly. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a freezer burn. You don't get that with this. Oh, okay. There's oh. not that much of a like temperature difference. Huh. So it's really now. Cool. Now I have to ask since you have one of these, Marty. Yeah. Um. There's no like weird aftertaste because it's no. touching the silicone, right? I've had ones in the past that were made of like silicone but more like um, plastic. Mm -hmm. They had a weird taste because of the chemicals. Uh -huh. This has no taste. Okay. There's no added taste. There's no added benefit. <laughs> right. Now, th those ones I got you was the Darth Vader. Darth Vader right? one. And it stays exactly like the shape. Oh, does it? So this will be awesome. The, the detail on this should be pretty good. Cool. Well, not only could you have ice cubes... But you could use this as like a chocolate mold, right? Or like a Jello mold. That would be awesome. Oh yeah, oh Jello mold. Jello, yeah. that would be so. There's cool. always room for Jello. How how cool would this be for a party? Like you have for yeah, a Star Trek you have a stop. You awesome. have the Enterprise and it's flexible, and you're like, woo! woo. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Okay, well then this is a definite must buy for me. Yeah, and yeah. plus, if you notice, I'm, 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 there are three different. Um, there's I don't know if that's two different sized um, communicators and two different sized enterprises. There's yeah, a large yeah, there is. and then there's small. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, three small. I will tell you, they also each, have, and because I, I told you, I was looking up the stuff for would you buy it? Yeah. Okay. And they also have, you know, that other thing you bought me for Christmas? What? The bottle opener? Yes. Yep. They have an Enterprise D and the an saucer Enterprise section D. separates. And you break it off with the saucer section. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you know the back piece, how it comes out like yeah, that, yeah. where it attaches? Yeah. It's the right shape to pop the bottle. Oh, huh. It's awesome. Interesting. So I have a couple of things for you this week, but um, yeah. the one I was looking up, we'll get to it the next time. It was pretty cool as well. Okay. Cool. But this is something, I would definitely buy this. Would you buy it, Aaron? I would buy it. I, it's only... Eric? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, it's I'm only $14.99. Yeah, it's only $14.99, so it's reasonably priced if you want. I mean... For the different uses of this, yeah. I mean, like, oh, yeah. like, like a standard saying. ice cube tray. Yeah, yeah. You could use it. You could use it for uh, Jello. Yeah, Jello shots if you're an adult. Yeah, um, but you could do it with Romulan ale. Frozen Romulan, Romulan ale. ale shots. Boom, yeah. boom, Making right there. Happen. The light yeah. blue. Perfect. Wish, oh, yeah, wish, you know, I want to actually create a liquor that is Romulan ale, like an alcoholic liquor. Yeah. Serve well, it in start those bottles. start making your own homebrew. Yeah, I already did, but it tastes like feet. Because <laughs> I make it in the bathtub. 
Awesome. So, all right. <laughs> that is that. So, the topic for tonight the animated series. Yeah, the music was a little bit weird on the animated series. <laughs> yeah. So, um, why don't we say how we first discovered it? Well, do you want to say that? Uh, yeah. Hi, my name's um, Marty. I, <laughs> no. I first watched it. No, go ahead, Eric. I vaguely remember watching this. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a few episodes here and there when I was like a kid. When so, he was a lad. Yeah, and I don't remember if it was like the early 90s when, when Marty, you, you mentioned that it was on uh Yeah. It was Nickelodeon. on Nickelodeon. When I was a kid, it was on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, between like 85 and 90, early 90. It was always on there as a fill-in, but I remember watching on Saturday morning, not Saturday mornings, after Saturday morning cartoons, you would switch over to um, Nickelodeon, and you'd have like Mr. Wizard, uh-huh. yeah. and you'd have um, Double Dare, and you'd have, um, you can't do that on television. And it always ended with you can't do that on television. And then it would go to Star Trek, the animated series, which I never yeah. understood why that would be on that channel. But Well, f- for whatever reason, I think I, I saw it on either Nickelodeon or did they ever release this on VHS? Do you mm, guys know? I think they I did, know. actually, but it was only certain ones. See, I, I you either may have released. You remember how they released, like, Transformers and G.I. Joe when we were kids? And it was only certain episodes. It wasn't like yeah, it was the like whole two, season. It was yeah. like two or three episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's how they did that, but they didn't have all the episodes. Hmm. So I either I either saw it through VHS or I saw it on cable because I vaguely remember some of these episodes. Hmm. Um, it wasn't until they released the series on DVD in 2006, and I bought it that year. Mm-hmm. But even then, I only watched a it's amazing. episodes. It's amazing yeah. that it was delayed from being released that long. Yeah, I remember when, when they announced uh, the DVD series, the whole co- collection, I instantly I was like, this is it. Because I knew that I had not seen all of them. Right. And um, I, I love the packaging of the DVD. Yeah, the packaging was cool. Yeah. yeah. But um, So I have really vague memories of seeing these when I was younger, but it's it's I've probably only seen maybe three or four at most. Let me put when it to this kid. way. The reason why I didn't like it when I was a kid, and I explained this in previous episodes, when I was a kid, I found the original series to be boring. Uh-huh. I just did. You know, I think when you're younger, you don't appreciate things as much as you do when you get older. Okay. Right. right. So the next generation was out at that time, and that was what was hip. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate to use that word, but that that really was what was going on. It was it was at least up to date, and it was interesting. Mm-hmm. When I watched the animated series, I'm like, why am I watching something that was a failed venture of something that was a failed, technically a failed venture in that time? You know what I mean? Because it only lasted mm-hmm. what, three years. So, and the animated series, how long was that? That was twenty two episodes. Twenty two episodes. So that's literally one season. Well, it's yeah. it's it's. it's broken up into two seasons yeah. but basically it's one season. Yeah, but but the second season, quote unquote, was only seven episodes. Yeah. yeah. Six or seven episodes. So I I mean I wasn't really into it and it kind of bored me because one of the other I- issues and I'm sure you'll get to it soon, but the color palette. I did not like the color palette. Mm-hmm. Especially since it had been what? 12, 13 years since it had been played originally. It was mm-hmm. probably worn down by that point 
at Nickelodeon, you know what I mean? It's oh, all like their tapes and stuff. Yeah, it was and, remastered. And the color was also, you know, they did it intentionally. Right, but it looks amazing on DVD. I haven't seen it on DVD. It looks super crisp. Yeah, yeah. And even on Netflix, it's available on, on Netflix. It looks really good, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's definitely HD, so. Has, uh, speaking of Netflix, any news on any of that? Not yet, okay. Never mind. <laughs> on, you mean Enterprise Season 5? Yeah. I haven't heard anything. Anybody yet. heard anything? No. no. Okay, good. No. Um, no. But but their campaign is still going strong on Facebook. That's right. good. Yeah. All uh, right, so what? when did you first see it, Aaron? When it came out on DVD. Two different people got me the DVDs yeah. uh, for Christmas. Nice. Um, the same one? The, yeah, the same one. Same, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I gave it back to that person to, like, return it. And she, You're like, I don't like this. Well, because, <laughs> whoa, bleep. Whoa, watch it. Uh, so I had to. I don't uh, like this stuff. <laughs> I had to. Uh, well, my mom gave me one, yeah. and then one of my good friends gave me the other one. So I was like, uh, so you gave it back to your mom, and was no, like, mom returned no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I kept the one that my mom gave me. Good? So uh, yeah, that was my first experience with it. I, I watched it all the way through. So your first experience was tearing somebody's heart out with it because you already got it from somebody else. <laughs> no, no, no. I had warned her. I was like, oh, I think my mom's gotten me this. Uh, so the series, uh, it lasted uh, two years and could be viewed as the completion of the Enterprise's five-year mission. Uh, DC Fontana personally views all 22 episodes as year four, uh, but Star Trek.com considers the seasons collectively to represent the fifth and final year. Of the mission. So, um, DC Fontana, she was a writer of the original series, and she also wrote uh, quite a bit of the animated series as well. Right. According to Voyages of the Imagination, the animated series was officially removed from canon at Gene Roddenberry's request in 88, but despite this, the episode Yesteryear, which uh, is one of my favorites of... Yes, mine too has been considered canon or semi-canon by some of the production staff, and elements from that episode have made their way into the live-action productions. And some other elements from the series, such as Kirk's middle name, have also made their way into subsequent productions. Nice. So what, what I find interesting is everyone returns from the regular cast... Except for Chekhov. Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and why would you pick Chekhov? No, so, so everyone was voiced by their original actors, but Chekhov, Walter Koenig, was cut to cut down on costs of hiring voice actors. <laughs> but here's the thing. They, they got everyone else. What did yeah. they do? Draw straws? Except for him. <laughs> yeah. Whoever guesses this is going to year three of the show. What? But he did um, eventually write an episode of the series, uh, The Infinite Vulcan. Which was kind of a weird episode. That was super weird. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me, it's kind of like the... Anything else? To me, that, to me, that episode is the Spock's brain. Yeah, yeah. That's like the animated series Spock's brain. Right. Like, and it deals with Spock, too. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, it's a horrible Spock episode. <sighs> And yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, I think some of the things were well-intentioned. I just think it was executed wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, that, I don't know. Personally, I don't know what behind-the-scenes stuff happened where... 
Walter Koenig couldn't get hired on to provide the voice of Chekhov. Right. But it just, it strikes me as really weird that everyone else returned except for him. He returned, yeah. he was the last one in the door. Well, they couldn't fit any more people on the bridge. Well, another they thing They could have found a way. It's an animated series. You can make it look bigger. <laughs> One of um, one of my pet peeves, personally, of the series in, in regards to the voice acting. Um, so this is what puts his quantum phase into sh. Quantum <laughs> into sh. <laughs> what did I just say? I don't know. You said put my quantum phase into sh. That's that's totally wrong. Shift. 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 No, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, it was like sh. sh. Um, said no, Boston accent. <laughs> no, it's not. But what, but what kind of irks me is that they. Here's the thing: they even brought back uh, Michelle uh, Roddenberry mm -hmm. to voice Christine Chapel. Really? Yes. Well, they didn't have to pay her. Really? <laughs> oh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, even a secondary character from the original <laughs> yeah. series was over Chekhov. And right. I mean, granted, Chapel is amazing. But here's the thing that rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Nichelle Nichols yeah. voices not only Uhura, but Lieutenant Emress. Really? Yes. And you can totally listen. If you listen to it, you can tell it's her. <laughs> and Christine Chapel voices every other secondary female in every episode. Whenever there's like another woman, Why like a everybody... woman crew member or whatever, yeah. she voices them as well. Just what? slightly different pitches. See, and watching it, I'd be like, why does everybody sound like the Enterprise Bridge? <laughs> the Enterprise's computer. <laughs> and and Duhan, uh, uh, mm -hmm. James Duhan, not only voices Scotty, but he voices like a couple other characters as well. Yeah. It's, the budget wasn't tell, big, I can tell you that. That's why. Yeah, you can tell that they're cutting down the budget, but and I'm sure none gripe. of them got paid what they were yeah. supposed to get paid. Yeah, but that's my gripe. It's like if you can have Christine Chapel, throw Chekhov a bone, <laughs> and like even an episode. Somebody really come on. hated Chekhov. Yeah, yeah, because you could have had him as like a guest star. He could have been on a silence. You could have mentioned yeah. like, oh hey, he went to the Farragut or something, and now yeah. he's back. Oh hey, he was shirt and he died somewhere right. in between these episodes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh man, I'm glad they didn't kill him off in the animated series. Yeah, that would have been very problematic for the <laughs> How did movies. you die? Uh, I died in the animated series. Oh. But we did get uh two new crew members that are very interesting. Right. Which you couldn't have done during the live action TV show in the sixties. They couldn't even get the ears right. No <laughs> <laughs> So um we have Emrus. Emrus, uh who was a Cation. Uh, she's a Starfleet operations officer um, who served during the final two years of the five-year mission, so the animated series. And she kind of fills in for uh, Uhura when she's not on board or busy. Yeah. Busy? <laughs> well, she's in Kirk's you would have to, You would have to assume that there are different shifts. shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it's great damn, whenever... Damn good-looking feline. Yes. I actually saw yeah. a um, a person last year. I've seen these pictures online. Someone actually dressed up as Emrus and had like the full makeup and tail and like the whole thing. I have a question thing. about this. If you notice in Star Trek Four in the council chambers, okay, when they're demoting Kirk, yeah, do you notice that there are her type of aliens? Oh, yeah. There's a cat in there. Yeah, there's there's Cations in there. Um, yeah. 
the, supposedly the uh, the female who attacked Kirk in Star Trek V in the bar was supposed was to be a patient. Yeah, but she had, mm-hmm. never mind. Her anatomy was a little weird. Do you remember? She had three boobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just Which didn't was, want to be the only one to say that. It was very prominent in the Japanese po- poster. poster. Yeah. Yes. And the one hanging over my bed. Um. <laughs> Mine too. Um, and then, of course, we get That's the That's why patients. there was no room. He was next to me. Oh, wait a minute. No. Anyways. What? No. I don't know. And, of so. course, we have uh, Cations in Star Trek in the Darkness. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, lay. Oh, yeah. No. So... Pretty cool that we get we finally get another alien aboard the Enterprise, mm-hmm. and now we have a third alien with uh, Lieutenant Eriks, who was an Edosian navigator, and he is kind of a three-armed, three-legged kind of a guy. Yeah. And his his head shape, yeah, I think they use that as one of the aliens in JJ uh, Star Trek. Really? Because oh, really? one of the aliens in the first movie has that kind like of weird triangular shape. Yeah. No, like, like on the bridge. Oh, You're right. Yeah, the one that bridge. had the blue face. It was like blue. No, no not blue no? face. It was um, it was kind of orange like this, like a dark orange, hmm. and it was kind of pointed. It was on the Kelvin, I think. Did you notice was, if it had oh, three arms? Oh, oh, I. I... I know what you're saying. I don't know if he had multiple arms. I don't limbs. think he had three arms, but the face was very reminiscent I'll of, tell you, of Eric's. I'd like to see how they would have done it digitally f- to show him walking and stuff, because with three legs, that would be interesting. The It's uh, almost like a three uh, species 8472. Yeah. Right. yeah. In a and way. The, the head almost kind of looks it, too. I've seen some 3D renders of him. Of it's one of the Star Trek um, fan films yeah. that were in production. I don't know if this has actually been produced yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not the new um, Star Trek Continues. It, it's, it might be one of the other ones. It's, yeah. it's one of the other ones, but they have Eric's on the bridge. Really? That is amazing. Yeah, and it looks pretty good. Uh, I've only seen stills. I haven't seen uh, the film. I could see needing to have three hands like to do different things, but mm-hmm. three legs, that would get in the way. Well, yeah, yeah. Kind like of just to... the physics of it yeah. always bothered me. Four legs, yes. I'm, I'm like Gene Roddenberry on this thing. No <laughs> odd numbers. <laughs> like, like the nacelles. Yeah. 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 And they've totally thrown that out the window. Anyways, go ahead. But yeah, for, for being in a navigator position, his yeah. just three arms, like he'd be all over the place. He'd be the most effective help. navigator ever. The only, yeah. yeah, the only other good thing he could do is weapons. He was also featured, um, him and Emrest were also featured in, I believe, uh, some of the comics, yeah. Star Trek comics as well. Yeah, because they kind of bridged the way between the animated and the... The animated and the... Um, and the movies? The movies. Yeah. So I really like these two characters, even though they don't get a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're welcome additions to the crew, and, and I really like them. What is really funny is that they didn't consider either one of them for the first movie, considering it was supposed to be another series originally. Yeah, but I'm sure it was, it was just too, too much hard, work. Too hard for them to do. Yeah. Um, Would have been interesting, though. Yeah, especially for the... Um, Eric, the tripod, tripod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think they could have pulled him off with. I mean, even some of the even the if they just had him, even if they just had him sitting. Yeah, they don't need him to walk. Yeah, they just need the three arms. 
That's true. But I, don't I, know. I, mean, I, I think oh, it, I think you, it was possible. But you know how you do it yeah. cheaply? You say he broke one of his arms. <laughs> one in a like sling broke on the off? Chest. Yeah. No, no, broke it. Like broke his arm. Oh, okay. So you have it in a sling here. Oh. You got the other two arms. It'll work. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hey, sure. when I don't want to do work, they I always put my arm in a sling. See, they spent all their money doing the clean-on makeup. Yeah, I know. And that worked out so well. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, they're, um, they're pretty cool characters. Not only do we get new characters, but we also got some new technology. Mm-hmm. Right, so we see the beginnings of a holodeck mm-hmm. with uh, the recreation room, uh, which was capable of holographic projection. Uh, so the Enterprise was, was outfitted with one uh, in a room on, in Area 39 of the ship. Area 39. Area 39. Is that, one, is that on one of the 154 decks? Yeah. Uh, so it was capable of being uh, creating pre-programmed illusions using um, you know, holographic yeah. scenes. Uh, it had simulated weather conditions, uh, wind, temperature... And sounds played from audio tapes. Audio tapes. <laughs> yes. Th- this is a pretty cool idea, and I kind of, I kind of like how um, it's touched upon in Star Trek Continues. Right. Exactly. So we're, we're kind of, they're kind of pulling from from the animated series, it seems, with this. Yeah, I kind of, I sent them a mess, uh, like a a tweet, asking them if they would have any of these. Uh, Alien officers like Emrex and uh, Eric's mm-hmm. to see if they would have them in maybe a future episode, and they didn't respond back to me. That's well, because they're so popular; they get so many tweets. I guess yeah. maybe, maybe, <laughs> or maybe the they who the hell maybe is this they guy? are planning it and they don't want to anybody to know. Yeah, ah, uh, maybe. Maybe you're just a troublemaker, huh? <laughs> maybe the guy who plays the doctor has been. Uh, uh, we've had a few uh, tweet uh, Twitter conversations, uh, which cool. has been pretty cool. Oh, uh, Larry uh, Nemechek. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. That was pretty cool. So next we get something um, totally which they could have used in the last JJ movie. Yes. Uh, yes. Aqua shuttles. Aqua shuttles. <laughs> uh, so they're multi-purpose vessels designed for traveling through space. Atmosphere and across water like a boat, but also like a submarine. So yeah. Oh, kind of like they used a huge starship to do. Yeah, and I actually watched the episode that had this uh, last night. And how, how was it utilized? Uh, like they said, as a boat and then as a submarine. I mean, uh, did it did it look cool? Oh, uh, it looks like a boat with nacelles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I and mean, all they did was take the old shuttle and make it more pointed. Like a, they have, well, they have another shuttle design as well. Yeah, I noticed that in the episodes that I watched. Uh, it was one of the ones that Harry Mudd, or mm. no, um, not Harry Mudd, the other, yeah. no, Harry Mudd. Yeah, he he stole one of the shuttles. Oh yeah, uh, Harry one Mudd. of those newer shuttles. Yeah, not the Aqua shuttle. Right. Yeah. Oh God, no, not the Aqua. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I don't really see the point of this. I mean, is obviously. <laughs> Create, it was obviously created just, just for this episode, I think. Is well, the you only heard, reason. not to give a spoiler again, but in the movie, yeah. what does Scotty complain about? The paint. The paint. Salt water has a huge effect on metal and on paint. Mm-hmm. Even if it's really airtight, it yeah. could have effects on starships. I mean, it could... Right, but we, we never see in any live-action series that I can recall no. a shuttle that was specifically made for... for we also have never uh, seen any of the underwater 
um, like they're supposed to have a whole marine and underwater um, exploration. Yeah. In Starfleet, we never see that either. Yeah. That's something I'd like to see. Yeah, I, th- I think that'd be a, a unique idea for them to do. But um, yeah, in, until we see otherwise, aside from the animated series, they just I scrapped it. Yeah, I have to agree with with Aaron. I, I really don't see the point. No, because you could you could use any of the other ships for it. You could technically use a shuttlecraft. Yeah, and even um, even in Voyager, we saw that they were able to uh, modify the Delta Flyer shields to go underwater. Yeah, and they went underwater uh, a couple times with with that shuttle. Right. So I must have missed that one. How about you? I re- I vaguely remember it. <laughs> I remember it. Anyways, the Delta Flyer is one of the coolest shuttles ever. Actually, you're right about that. That ship is one of the coolest ships. I like it, but I don't like that they were able to create it. That's all I'll say. You're against against, uh, innovation, Aaron? (laughs) I want to avoid your bashing. We're talking about the animated series. (laughs) Life support belt. Now, here's one. I hated this. Yeah, it was kind of... See, I thought it was a good idea if they had, in the movies... No, Growing that would have been it. horrible. Would have um, been cool. So, anyways, the life cool. support belt. Well, see, uh, before we get into it, yeah, um, they were they in an the early belt. script. No, it wasn't, wasn't that, that the belt. Oh. No, but in the early version of the script for the motion picture, they were going to have these, and then they uh, ditched it in favor of the because it was too unbelievable. Actual because uh, it was too unbelievable. Thing. Well, I don't know. It probably would look cooler to have a like spacesuit. I mean, not that a huge ship coming towards Earth trying to find its maker wouldn't be too unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, supposedly this life support belt creates a personal force field that supplies the wearer with the appropriate atmosphere and protects them from the elements. Yeah, this is so inconceivably dangerous. Because right. if the power supply fails, if someone knocks it with like an energy beam, mm-hmm. you're screwed. And if it goes out, right, you instantly you, yeah. die. Yeah. Also, did you you see the picture here? And yeah. this is a good example. Yep. See how it goes around the tool? Yeah. yeah. Why would it have to go around the tool? Well, how else would we be able to touch it? Because he has yeah. some force field. Y- yes and no. I mean, you could pick. You might be able to. Whatever. It's still. If you move that from there, the belt changes shape for the shape to go out. You know the, what I'm saying? The belt. It, they show the belt in one of the episodes being placed onto a control panel. Yeah. And protecting the control panel. <laughs> it really <Wow>. needs it. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, yeah, but, but my still, chair has a. And another force thing. Field. Another thing which was odd. Yeah. Um. They were wearing these uh, life support belts. And an energy weapon was able to hit them and uh, knock Bounce them off, oh, off no. conscious. Which, what's the point of this? If it should be like a shield, too. It should be like a shield, yeah. yeah. But if it's just environmental, I, I understand that one. But uh, simple logic is that <laughs> this was a total animation cheap shot. Yeah. Because all they had to do was just draw a yellow line around the character. They didn't have to do right. a new... Animation is a cheap shot. Well, no, no. Well, I mean... <laughs> we have an alien with three legs. <laughs> See, a lot of... I mean... I you could have done I, that I don't on the show, though. Well, no, they, they didn't... They didn't... It just saved them from creating and animating a new design yeah. for every character, which would be a spacesuit. Right. That, that's all it is. They were able to take the existing character models, the basic ones... That they use all if, the time, and, what if and it just draw a yellow line. What around if it malfunctioned it. and was like smaller than your shape? Oh, that would hurt. 
Yeah, it would. Spock's head just came off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So yeah. this, this is probably one of my least favorite elements. Yeah. And they use it in the first episode. Yeah. Well, you have to introduce it. Yeah. You have to get it out there. More like get it out of the way. Never <laughs> see it again. Yeah. Well, then we, we see it a couple more times. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, so what's next? So next we have this uh, projected stage, uh, status field. Uh, stasis field. Stasis field. Stasis. <laughs> stasis field. Uh, Is this Stacy? No. So it's an experimental clean-on weapon. Uh, I've seen this, yeah. They shoot it out, and it paralyzes the ship. Yeah. Uh, which Good I, idea. It's an interesting idea. It's like an EM. It's almost like a, what do they call that? In, an, an EM pulse. EM pulse, yeah. Yeah. Similar to that, except it's, um, you know, constant. You have to keep it on the ship for it In to order work. for it to keep the power out. Yeah. I, when when they first showed this, I really liked the animation of it hitting the Enterprise, mm-hmm. and I really liked the sound effects that they used. Right. I, I really liked the shot of of the beam hitting the Enterprise. It was it was really cool. Yeah, it, it was interesting, and I like how they show Klingons with this experimental technology. If I feel like they always have Klingons with experimental technology, with like the uh, in Star Trek Six, for example, the ship the that experimental can fire. Cloak. cloaking yeah. ship yeah. that could fire. Um, so I think I think this is cool. Um, yeah, it, it sets the precedent, and obviously this is before the uh, Star Trek Six. So right. yeah, it kind of s- keeps that precedent. That uh, it's amazing though, because Klingons. You don't think mm-hmm. of Klingons as like on the cutting edge ever. Because yeah. they're more of the warrior pot than they are the well, see, we were, scientific. I think, I think they would be cutting edge in when it comes to weapons, weapons like this. Yeah. yeah, and see, we were. I think we were talking about this maybe the last episode. Yeah. How in the original series, uh, the Klingons are more cunning, and then uh, as time progressed, they, they dumbed them down a little. They, I think just yeah. a little, um, and I don't know why. Because it was supposed to be that. more animalistic. I, I suppose maybe because of the new makeup. The new makeup styles that they were going with, they had to alter. You can't be a really highly defined culture if you have teeth that look like... <laughs> well, you've well, seen yeah, the teeth. And, and I don't know. I mean, there's obviously some Klingons that are more dumber down, dumbed down than others, but right. I, I definitely wouldn't consider uh, Worf uh, oh, no. of, of the later seasons to no, be affected no, by but that. If you and we've got some great other Klingons like, like Martok and... Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. If you compare yeah. though, if you compare Worf from the first few seasons versus the end, oh it's yeah, different characters, yeah, because yeah. they weren't gonna go much with him, I don't think, in the original. No, it was kind of like a background character yeah. until um, he replaced. Until they gave him that yellow uniform. Yeah, he was just a red guy. Yeah. <laughs> Next so, up uh, is what I like. Yeah, and I I noticed this in in one of the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. It's an automated bridge defense system. Which, uh, when they go into Red Alert and they can lock down the bridge, this kind of dome that's on the top of the the ceiling of of the bridge comes down, and it's like a phaser turret, essentially. Like, it it has multiple phaser ports on it that covers every point of the bridge. And um, it's it's pretty sweet. So anybody that's unauthorized would get shot. Exactly. I can see this going... Terribly wrong. I could too. Which it, which it did in the, the episode. It did. It did. Yeah. 
Because uh, a, a computer intelligence was able to infect the Enterprise, yeah. and it uh, took control. No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't computers. That cloud thing. Yeah, and that's the episode where Kirk put his life support belt on the helm uh, console. Yes. Yes. To to, stop uh, it. to lock it out so that the uh, the force went into take over. <laughs> which which was clever though. I mean, because yeah. clever, but yeah. it can yeah. it can't stop it can't stop weapons, but it can stop a computer like well, it, like a, an thing. intelligence. See, depending on what they need it for, yeah, yeah, is basically what they did. Depending on what they needed for the story, but it's, I think. But I think when a non-corporeal alien isn't taking over the ship, this is a great feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing is, is everybody, even when I was a kid, didn't you guys ever wonder what that thing in the dome was? Because it was, was always light. something sticking down. <laughs> I don't know. Like yeah, in the newest always... movie, have you seen the picture? In the movie, you don't get to see it very much, but if you look at the picture of it, because there's stills of the new movie, mm-hmm. that thing looks like, it looks like some kind of psychedelic. It's got colors around it. Well, Eric and well, I looked even, at it in uh, Star Trek: The Game. We like yeah. looked around the bridge, and we, we I think we saw it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And even um, Voyager and the Defiant have similar mm-hmm. ceiling decorations. Well, and the Defiant was like a red light in the middle. Yeah, and then um, in the Enterprise D, it was a skylight. Right. But, yeah. yeah, I was hoping they would have a moon roof. No, just kidding. <laughs> Open the moon roof, number one. Yeah, <laughs> but I always took that, even in the original series, to be like, like you said, some kind of sensor dome yeah. or part of the ship's computer or something. Yeah, or just a really fancy light bulb. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, "Oh, look, a light." Fancy light bulb. <laughs> yeah. I, I Good morning, Captain. How, yeah. how many uh, Scotties does it take to unscrew that <laughs> light bulb? <laughs> Five. Five. There are five, five. five Scotties. <laughs> How many Scotties do you see? There are five Scotties. No. So uh, getting into some trivia. No, no, say what you put. Fun trivia. Fun trivia. <laughs> this is fun <laughs> trivia. Uh, so unknown to the rest of the production staff, the director, Hal Sutherland, was colorblind. So to him, the color pink was a light gray. So that's why during the series you'll see Klingons, Klingons with uh, pink, and purple. pink, purple uniforms on. The Tribbles are pink. Uh, some starships are pink. Um, yeah. I thought it was artistic. I, it was yeah, I was, when, when I first saw the animated series, I yeah. thought that was like, it's the animated series. Everything's more colorful. Like, wow, look at this, kids. Right, yeah. Somebody but, was um, doing high-powered drugs. No. But it actually looks pretty... F- I mean, now that I know it was because of the director being colorblind, yeah. kind of makes it a little bit more hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that they didn't catch him, like, oh, well, like, this <laughs> yeah. is great for animation. Yeah, like, it was Gene Roddenberry <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, that's that's fine. Pink Tribbles, yeah. We'll go and with then, it. And I also thought maybe it was because of the, like, early 70s, late 60s, yeah. trippy style. Right, Especially yeah. pink and purple. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a seventies thing. <laughs> oh, those crazy seventies. Yeah. But it was before I was born. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah same here. I'm eighty I was born eighty two. I'm not going back into the seventies. Yeah, Marty's seventy eight. Oh, old. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I made that whole decade worth living. <laughs> I'm sure Actually, um on Tuesday mm-hmm. it will it will be my thirty first birthday. Oh snap. So the day after this episode releases, 
It will be my birthday. Oh, happy ber- happy early birthday. Thank you. Throwing it out there. I wasn't fishing for that. I was just letting you guys know. 31, huh? It's all downhill from here. I kn- it was all downhill last year. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to be 30 this year. Good luck. It's it's yeah. over, Aaron. Uh, it's, it's over. It's over. Tell I'm having a heart attack at 34. What the hell? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so several other unintentional uh, coloring issues uh, came up. Um, including uh, brief cuts to Kirk, McCoy, and Chapel wearing uniforms of the wrong division color. <laughs> yeah, um, and I liked how in, in that one picture you have that Chapel's arm is red. Yeah. And I, her shirt's blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah. It could be that she's wearing that's a what, vest. That's, no. That, no, that's what I'm saying. It well, could be. This is the <laughs> the scene next to it is from the same episode. I know. Yeah, it's from exactly the same episode. <laughs> granted, in a lot of these early animation productions, this kind of thing was common. Oh, this happened all the time. You ever watch some of the like the Flintstones and things like that? These pieces that disappear. Yeah, it is bad. Yeah, even and, in the ones from the '80s, like Transformers, GI Joe, all those, it mm-hmm. happens all the time. Optimus Prime was seen more than once as a blue truck instead of red. See, another thing is, to cut down on cost, they reuse Cells. scenes over and over again. Mm-hmm. So oh, another, another trick that they did that uh-huh. got old to me really fast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is whenever someone's running by, they're a black silhouette. Yeah, yeah. Really? I got yeah. really sick of that. Yeah, that happens in like and every it's episode. Like, it's like the the background is all fine and normal, and then it's like off in the distance they're running and they're just black silhouettes, or even yeah. close up they're black silhouettes. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. And did that, they ever do the? Now I never noticed it myself, but did they ever do a running scene where the scene was the same thing over and over and over no. and over? Yeah, no, that's that. one of the worst ones they do in animation. Yeah, but this was almost just as bad. Yeah. Another thing that annoyed me was when Scotty was in engineering, not sorry, in the transporter room working the controls. Yeah. They had him talking, right? And mm-hmm. then they show like a close up and then you see this mustache coming out, which is another <laughs> character, uh, yes. Kyle. Yes. Also voiced by James Duhon. Yeah, so they keep on switching between the regular Scotty and then Kyle. <laughs> With the mustache. And it's like, what the heck? Who missed this? Could it have been that they filler. were both? It's called filler. Could it have been that they were both in the transporter room at the same time? No. Could it have been that Scotty was playing dress-up? No, Scotty was the only one at the console. <laughs> and then like, Kyle was the one talking. on a mustache. Did, I'm yeah, Kyle. Did, did Sky was like, Scotty, oh, I'm Kyle. I got my mustache. I'm Kyle. I'm... We couldn't afford anybody else. I had to play two roles. No. Which Kyle is also from the France? Uh, from France. Well, his accent, or what? What was that accent? I uh, he... Oh, I don't know, but he he's a from. He's, he's a, from, a from. The original. He's an original series character. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's right. He didn't I have a must. He didn't have a mustache in the original series. Which I don't know why in the AMA series they give him a mustache. Just to so basically, you know to, to basically, basically use Scotty. Because yeah. two white guys, they were both white, right? Yeah. Two white guys that look similar mm-hmm. with red shirts on. Yeah. 
That's why. I guess to distinguish them. It's an, it's, it's another damn animation budget. Yeah. yeah. Cheap animation. Is that that guy that you showed the you did that picture with? Yeah. The Kirk and yeah. Because he looks like Scotty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. And then we don't the, have to draw another person. And then the, on him. and then the Scotty in the movies had a mustache. Had a mustache. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh snap! Interesting. That's what I always found funny is you watch the original series yeah. and you watch the movies. Scotty looks totally different. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like twenty years has passed. Yeah, he got <laughs> old and fat. But the thing is, the face structure, well, not twenty years. The face years. structure changed like totally. Yeah. Because like when he was really thin, he was really like his face was really. Thin. Yeah. yeah. I know he gained weight, but even in the first movie, you can still kind of see that face that he had in the original series. Yeah. But he's got the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and he then like really fat after the first. Then movie. like three years later, boom, yeah. or or no, ten years. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, okay. um, so the anime <laughs> series had also made changes to sets used in the original series. Really? Do tell. So they added a second turbo lift to the bridge, which was next to the main view screen. Which makes oh, yeah, yeah. that's like next generation. Well, and also in the motion picture, yeah, um, there's a another a separate turbo one. lift. Yeah. The bridge is rounded, uh, forming a perfect circle instead of the hexagonal TOS bridge. Now, with these bridge changes, do you think that the Enterprise went? Maybe had a minor refit, probably between the original series and animated. I would say they probably did. Like they just switched out a bridge module or something. Yeah, probably. And put that turbo shaft. You would think that would be the only lot. Like, don't say logical. that word, please. <laughs> You're gonna say <laughs> it. Logical. The only logical. Because there's nothing. Nothing else could explain it. You would have to assume they went through a refit because they have the changes in the bridge. They have this engineering's rec- different too, isn't it? Slightly different. Yeah. They have oh yeah that rec, that room, rec room which is you know the hologram uh the, holodeck, basically a whatever holo- it's a holodeck, holodeck. yeah medical they have new change cr- too, they have new crew members didn't, um, me- uh, I didn't really notice anything really I I don't I don't think so it looked okay. pretty much the same layout yeah. I believe so beds with triangles circles and squares going up and down yeah 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 <laughs> although that's ingenious because that's kind of what we use now yeah a precursor yeah. Um, as we mentioned before, the the bridge uh, defense system, yeah, mm-hmm. seen in the first episode, Beyond the Farthest Star, right. And I saw this today. Yeah, the first use of seatbelts yeah. in Star Trek. I saw that um, episode. Yeah, the episode <laughs> once like this, like the one that they have. They now. were just wearing it. it yeah, they were guy? just wearing seatbelts. Yeah, and it was because um, the computer from the amusement park planet yeah, yeah. Uh, was starting to take control of the Enterprise. See, th- this whole series... There's another one. Amusement uh, park planet? <laughs> well, that's from the original I know, series. but still. Yeah, but they switched off gravity on the bridge, so everyone was wearing the seatbelts to counteract that. Yeah. Well, that makes kind of sense. Yeah, which I could totally see... What about magnetic that. boots? Their boots should be outfitted with it. Like their regular boots yeah. should have magnets. Maybe, in them. maybe. Mm, maybe. That might get a little bulky. Plus, you would be flying out of your seat. You'd be standing up. Yeah, it's <laughs> nothing to keep you down. <laughs> so, seatbelts would be needed and um, access stairs to the upper engineering deck, seen in uh, the original series, are gone. Oh, interesting. So. How would they get up there? Uh, maybe they have that thing that they had in the movies. Magnetic the, boots. No, maybe they had the lift. 
Maybe, but I don't think they showed it. Just because they didn't show it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's, yeah, that's true. Maybe the steers are cloaked. And that's another thing. There's um this series. There's like I don't know how many times where there's like an omnipotent god-like being, yeah. or you know, a computer that takes control of the Enterprise. There's like mm-hmm. three episodes in the animated <laughs> series like that alone, yeah. and it kind of keeps in tradition with the original series itself, which had yeah. a lot of quite a few things. run-ins like that. Yeah, right. I just found it interesting. At least the animated series kept up the feel story-wise of the original series. Right. I I do have to give it props, though. When I first started watching this this week, mm-hmm. one of the things that I tweeted when I was watching it was, this is a pretty intelligent show for a children's show. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, as a child, to watch this, and I know, Marty, <laughs> you mentioned, you know, you might have been a little bored. Yeah. But... I think I give them props for no, no, no. I, not I was talking because, down. Yeah, to kids. To kids. I agree with you, but see, the reason I was bored was probably because I have ADD. Oh, That's okay. <laughs> so I couldn't sit still when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I still can't to a point. I right. still like get going and all that. So I, and, I wasn't about the storyline as much. I probably would have loved it if I was like what I am now. I love the storylines. I yeah. was more about the action. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and I will admit, a few of these episodes are a little bit too slow pace for my taste. It seems like there's some unnecessary pausing, even way beyond Shatner. But I eventually look past that because even though the animation is simple and you know there are a few mistakes, this is a really good-looking show, especially the backgrounds and the animated Enterprise looks fabulous. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Enterprise does look good. And I really like the character designs as well. They really yeah. got the the characters looking like they did in the original series. So for Scotty and that other guy. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> this was actually the first Star Trek series to earn a an enemy. Yeah. An an enemy. An enema. What? Emmy, a daytime Emmy Award. Emmy, Emmy, Emmy. In the area of best children's series for the 74, 75 television. And I'm going to tell you this because back then animation was always considered to be a children's genre. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter if it was an adult content, if it was animation. Back in Mm -hmm. those days, they would have considered it to be children's genre no matter what. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's probably why. And as an adult now watching this series, I still find it highly fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, There are quite a few episodes that I rank up there with some of the best Star Trek live action shows, Mm -hmm. especially Yesteryear. Yeah, yeah, Yesteryear. Actually, uh, some of the uh, stories were sequels to TOS episodes, such as More Tribbles, More Troubles, which was the follow-up to The Trouble with Tribbles, once Upon a Planet was a sequel to Shore Leave, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And Mud's Passion was the follow-up to Mud's Women and I Mud. And I really liked that episode, actually, because they got Mud's character down. I <laughs> think it was the same actor, Did they use the original too. actor's voice? I think they did. He was in a lot of things from the 60s to 70s. I forget his name, but... Yeah. yeah. I, I saw him in Batman. The, uh, yeah, the he was show. in Batman. He was a villain in Batman. Yeah, yeah. kind of like Mud too. He always played the same character, very similar. Yeah, and he was he was keeping up with with tradition. He was very devious in this episode, mm-hmm. and it dealt more with like this love potion, and 
it actually had kind of a nice subplot with with Spock and Chapel hinting at the thing at their chemistry in the original series. Mm-hmm. Right. So I loved it. I, I I really liked that the animated series kept the con- continuity going. It bridged well. Had sequels to to these original episodes. Yeah, it bridged well. Like it was. I, I the thought same that thing. was one of the things that they did really well. Yeah, I thought that actually, uh, since you mentioned character design, I thought the character design for Mud was spot on. Was it? I really liked how they made him like that, do that devious smile. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you could almost make a, a meme with with a screenshot of that. Oh yeah, we gotta do that now. <laughs> That's going to happen. And, yeah, it's like the way he's looking directly at the camera, like, oh, I did a bad thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, uh, let's talk about some other uh, Star Trek animations. Other Star Trek animations? Really? What? Yeah. So, the Starship Farragut. Have either of you seen the live-action uh, Starship Farragut? I've, I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, so uh, they came, a few years ago they came out with uh, two animations. It was made in the style of the uh, TAS. TAS. <laughs> the animated TAS. series. series. <laughs> um, TAS. TAS, TOS. And uh, the episodes... Tap that TAS. Tap that TAS. So the episodes included um, voice work from Tim Russ, Chase Matherson, Chris Dewin. Masterson. Oh, what did I say? Matherson. Yeah. Uh, you took the <laughs> um, Chris Dewin and Vic. Oh. Mignogna. Mignogna, yeah, yeah. Which the, actually the production staff that did this is also worked with. Star Trek uh, continues. Yeah, Star they Trek. share they share some of the prop people and visual yeah. effects. When did they artists. do the Farragut ones? The live action. Uh, they were a few years ago. Okay, um, I gotta look those up. I, I think they're yet. making a couple new ones. I'm Are they? Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. But um, we have the link in the show notes. So, so episodes. Farragut-animated.com. Yeah, the screenshot you have, it's mm-hmm. perfect. They really match the, the look of the animated series down yeah. to a T. Yeah. It was actually it was pretty good. I watched them when minute. they came out. Isn't that the isn't that the guy that was next to Scotty just with the yellow shirt on? No, no. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they took the mustache and made it a. No, the, the mustache from the anime series was like boom, <laughs> the wire thing came out. Yeah, it's got handlebars on the end. <laughs> yeah. So Star Trek the final. It's not the final frontier. Oh, it's see what you said. Final you frontier. Got me saying, I get so, you back on that great movie. <laughs> so Star Trek Final Frontier. So have either of you guys seen these pictures no. and stuff? I do remember being really excited for this yeah. when they first announced it. Yeah, me too. And then I completely forgot about it because oh. it got canceled. Yeah. And so, they never went forward with it. Yeah. I, I, I love the rumors when, when Star Trek.com was like, hey, we got this new thing going. I was like, yes, finally. Exactly. Goodbye. This was in development late 2005 by Zero Room Productions, and it would have been uh, like a series of uh, short animations set about 150 years after the Next Generation era. Uh, and would have uh, given Star Trek.com new content. Mm-hmm. But in 2007, the entire Star Trek.com staff was laid off and the project was put aside. So, wait, this would have been the 26th century then? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, that would have been the Enterprise J? No, just kidding. Uh, I don't think they came up with uh, Not yet. Like a number. Yeah. Um, and this d- d- it wouldn't uh, have been the Enterprise. 
Actually, the, it was the Enterprise was in it? this show, but yeah, it they the yeah. but it didn't have seventeen oh one and it didn't have a letter. It was a completely different registry. Really? Yeah. Did they have? And they they said they that have they designs of it, or it. yeah, you can go on the website and see Find the it. designs of the ship. Yeah, that's and what I'm interested in. They were saying uh, uh, through the site they didn't settle on design. They were still trying to figure out. But they had some ideas. They have a, a design with like a hammerhead shape. And and the reason they say that that this design, um, it's because of of what happens in the story, and it's kind of like this different Starfleet. It's oh really? Greater. And so this Enterprise is more of a, like a smaller warship almost. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so things have changed. Things have changed. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so there were detonations of Omega devices that rippled uh, ripped space apart. Mm-hmm. And handfuls of Federation worlds were basically on their own. Um, so they they were marooned essentially. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so they were, you know, citizens were, you know, they spent decades in, uh, you know, sublight travel, basically back to the generations of like seep, sorry, sleeper ships from uh, the late twentieth century. I thought you were going okay. to say sea ships. I'm like sea ships. <laughs> so, so there it wasn't. It wasn't all of space, but particular pockets that were cut off. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't all of space, but I mean, vast majority of vast areas of uh, Federation space. Wow. Uh, that were cut off. So, the Romulans denied doing this. The uh, attack. But you know, so a second Romulan war is supposed to happen. And then because of, like, the strain and stuff, uh, they end up signing a truce, you know, because there's trench warfare, basically, because they can't, like, go anywhere, pretty right. much. So they buckle down and, like, fight each other. Yeah. So the Federation ends up becoming, uh, basically, isolationalists. And that's what, that's what really intrigues me about the show. Opposite. To, to see a federation that's more is- isolationism and protectionism, I think that's that could challenge some moral implications mm-hmm. that Star Trek is good at delving into. Right. So the Enterprise was basically the first ship in maybe 100 years that was going to be going out to be an exploration vessel, pretty in- much. Instead of, instead of warfare, after years of warfare. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I like the. I, I do. I agree with you, Eric. I like the idea of the whole change of the uh, thing. When I was in, when I, I was working at the Action Center back when we were young, yeah. I was writing kind of a storyline. I think I showed you it a couple of times where the sides would be changed. Mm-hmm. Like we had been in the Dominion War at that point and all that, and yeah. you finally find out like it turns around that the Federation actually caused a lot of the problems, mm-hmm. and they become the bad guys. So, so, so we're the jerks. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really wish this Final Frontier actually went into production. Yeah. Because yeah. on their website, they have a ton of finished art and <laughs> designs, and it looks incredible, especially uh, some of the crew members. And, and it's all wasted. Yeah, and and the fact that, you know, the production staff was cut and all of that, it's... And part of it was to make room for the new movie coming out. Right. Yeah. Really? 2007, and yeah. which is when they announced that they were making a new Star Trek movie. Yes. So I'm sure J.J. had his when hands they, in... When they released the... The Condor? Not just kidding. The yellow and blue... Posters. Posters. Yeah. At, uh, at San, Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. 2007. I remember you showing me that. Yeah. 
I actually have a couple of those, I think. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I know I have the uh, the picture saved on my computer somewhere. But yeah, so uh, check it out. I have the link in the... Well, we have the link in the show notes. You can go to Star Trek... FF. Dot com. Star Trek FF. Star Trek FF. Star Trek How do you say that? Star Trek Would you stop spitting on me? So moving on to our favorite segment. Subspace channels. Subspace channels open, Captain. So this week's question was, would you like a new animated Star Trek series set in either the JJ universe or in the Prime universe? So, from Twitter, we have... All the twits. We have at Dr. Sci-Fi, who says, it all depends on getting the crew voices. JJ-verse would only work with Chris Pine, etc. Otherwise, use primary universe and new crew. Okay. Interesting. I think it's very possible to get all the crew from the movies because we got Star Trek the game. Yeah. And the voice acting in that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Probably did took more work just doing that than doing a whole animated series. Well, you would think it wouldn't take that much of their time. They could get a yeah. handful of shows out of the way and not oh, even... Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. They, they could no, the record the whole... That is a video game has so much audio. Yeah. Yeah, but I think they did their uh, recording sessions in like a week. Really? Yeah, for for video games, Mass Effect, which has over 60,000 lines of dialogue, they did the majority of that voice work in two weeks. Wow. And some people only had to work like maybe one or two days to do all of their lines. Um, The majority of... The production is in the coding of the game and all that stuff. Right. Right. And for animation, the majority is the actual hand-drawn animation right. part. They can knock out this voice acting stuff in no time. And really? mm. and if they're dedicated enough voice actor, the, these voice actors can do it from their own home and send yeah. the files in. Yeah, yeah. So... I, I, I think it'd be very easy to get the new crew to do a new animated series. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> Next we have at Sci-Fi Commons, who says, I'm all for the JJ universe moving forward. I agree with that because we're already into this new JJ universe. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to go back and forth between two different realities. As I, uh, You know I, what I mean? I have to disagree a little bit. I mean, I get it from... A, yeah, no, from... <laughs> From a marketing standpoint and a branding standpoint, yeah. If they did a new animated series, it's obvious they would do the JJ universe. Yeah. yeah. But I, like, again, and I've said this before, I would love to see an anthology series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of animation, you know, you don't have actors that age. All right. You could just have their voices. Yes. Yeah, you could have data for, because that was one of the reasons why Brett Spiner didn't want to do data anymore, because he was aging. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah, so I mean, he what a could, vain bastard. Well, Android shouldn't age. No, but you could. He was getting old looking. Well, so I, I know, even uh, though in all all good things, he colored his hair gray. Yeah, but that was that's, cool though. That's a cosmetic thing. That was cool though. Yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. Was but cool. I agree. I I mean, his voice. If you close your close you your eyes, it's still it's still data. It's still yeah, his. They'd voice. They'd all be the same right. thing. Yeah. Exactly. 
So, Every time I watch um, American Dad, all I think of when I see the the boss <laughs> is John Luke Picard. Yeah. Another thing, Stan, in the the Disney series animated series Gargoyles. Yes, mm-hmm. which is one of my almost favorite. all of their cast was from the it's next Star generation. Trek. Yep. And yep. Star Trek. So they they're no strangers to this. Right. Yeah. So we totally. Let's make it happen. Let's get. Yeah. Keep going. Let's, Let's get, get a Kickstarter or something. Next one. <laughs> Next, we have at Logan677. Uh, after one more movie, how about live action series based on JJ Universe? That's, a That's good not idea. what we're asking. <laughs> yeah. Fail. Uh, <laughs> fail. That's um, not what we're this asking. This is actually a good friend from high school. Um, oh. but, Still uh, fail. <laughs> and and I, I don't care. Yeah. Live action, animated, just getting Whatever, more just Star put Trek. put something back on TV. Right. Yeah. Because it's been too long again. Yeah. It's been a yeah. while. And with J.J. doing Star Wars, are we going to have to wait like four years, five years for Star Trek Three if it uh, ever happens? I, I'm hoping that they get it out for the 60th anniversary. What of, is that? Um, three oh, years. God. 66? Yeah. So no, three. not the 60th, the 50th. No, 50th. Oh, He's horrible with math too. <laughs> My God, the sixty. Now I'm now I really feel old. If that's the case, fiftieth. Uh, okay, so fiftieth anniversary. I I agree. They should have something huge, huge for the fiftieth anniversary and for the sixtieth because you're so up on it right now. <laughs> yeah. He wants to skip right by the fiftieth. Uh, yeah. So Star Trek's old. I remember the fifteenth and new. So moving on, we have at Eric J. Dewey from the Socially Awkward Studios podcast. Oh, snap. Smack uh, that sass. What? He says, I'd love to see a TNG animated series, but could they pull it off? Oh, you could pull off anything if you yeah. do it right. Yeah. It's oh all about God, the storylines, what you do with it. I would love to see the Enterprise E animated. That would mm. be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys seen someone did... A like cartoon picture of the TNG crew as they looked in the Next Generation. No. Have you guys seen this? No, I, I didn't see that. It actually looks pretty cool. I if, don't see your dreams. If they, it wasn't in my dreams. <laughs> but I could totally see this as like Kinda the like animation that. style. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. In. Oh yeah, and well, how... each one of them. I think what they should do is each one of them. Say you did one for. JJ's, but you also did one for Next Generation. The whole thing should be each one has a different like artistic style to it. That that would be really cool too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've done not that it's hugely popular, but look at the uh, the digital animated Star Wars mm-hmm. by Star oh, Wars fans. Are you kidding? It's that was hugely yeah, popular. that was hugely popular. Yeah. yeah. So you can do it. There's a whole yeah. market for it. Yeah. Totally. And CG animation is to the point where it's cheap enough that it's replacing traditional animation. And it takes yeah. 10 minutes to do if you have the right people. It's really yeah, fast. I, it's not as I don't, hard I don't as care, the drawings. I don't care if it's CG animated, hand animated, live action, a web series. Just give me more Star Trek. Radio. I think, <laughs> I think all, radio, a radio drama. Whatever. Last time on radio. Star Trek, the radio series. I have a Star Trek record. Nice. Riker does his hits? No, just no it's, it's um, based <laughs> Jazz on... Jazz hits by Riker. <laughs> it's yeah. based on the, the motion picture. Yeah. So it's basically an episode uh, on the refitted Enterprise. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's neat. Was it the original series people or was it... I don't think it's the original voices? series people, but they were supposed to be, yeah. 
Um, so it was interesting. Like the cover has, uh, you know, a picture. Captain Kirk's voice is like, "How you do?" No. <laughs> it's a picture of them from uh, the motion picture. It was, yeah. it's kind of cool. Yeah. And finally, from Twitter, we have at Pellerite. Pellerite. I say no. One. <laughs> Animation. All right, hold on. I say whoa, no. Whoa, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Talking uh, in negatives here. One. Animations are attractive to a young audience. I disagree. Star Trek has an older audience. I disagree with that too. Yep. Who? I disagree. <laughs> two. The first series was so bad. And I disagree oh my with that. god. Okay. One. Pel- Pellerite. <laughs> one, no. And two. No. How about I say yes. <laughs> And animation attracted to a young audience, that is BS. I'm going to tell you because why I know that's not true. There are so many adults that like Adventure Time, that yep. like regular show, Look at how that many like adults. even the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So I Look think at adults... Looney Tunes. Look at the new Looney Tunes it's series. Looney Tunes. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is different. They have phased it towards people of our generation. Who grew it up is, with these yeah, animations yeah, in the first place. But it's place. great to see it transformed that way. Yeah. Because so, I always was getting sick of the old 1950s Bugs Bunny. Because hmm. that's what we were seeing in the 80s. Right. Exactly. My father was the hugest animated freak. He loved yeah. the Flintstones. He loved, you know, all of the old ones. Yeah. The, the Bugs Bunny, everything. Right? He was what? 49 years old. Hmm. He loved yeah. it. There's no age barrier with it. Yeah. And think of all these these animated movies yeah. that happen with Pixar. They're, they're huge. Right. And they're all, they're, they're supposed to be for kids, but have you ever listened to the jokes and the comedy and everything in it? Oh, yeah. There's, so much, there's yeah. so much adult humor in it. It's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And the, their comment about the first series being so bad, bad. There, there are weak moments. There are cheesy over the top episodes but sometimes they're out with the every animation series. yeah sometimes the animation is a little off but story wise and content wise it's up there with some of the best original series stories mm. so i i say no to you pellerite <laughs> but keep you know wa- but keep listening to us <laughs> do you know who that is <laughs> i don't know who okay. this is no no so we're not insulting anybody we know no <laughs> Uh, we want keep listening. We want, keep listening, yes. Because we love you. And keep disagreeing because it makes for good commentary. Yes. That's true. So next on Facebook. A we facer, have, huh? We have Tim. This is this is my friend uh, Tim K. Um, okay. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll go with that. Yeah. He's, sorry, he he says, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Tim. I, I've known him for years, but I can never pronounce his last name." He says, "If you compare this to another franchise, The Clone Wars, that series worked very well for Star Wars. It was extremely well done and often exceeded the quality and story exactly. of the movies because they could do things they couldn't in the movies." Go ahead. Yeah, so an animated series could definitely work if done right. The original animated series was not that bad. However, it was clearly a product of the time and story and animation style. I can only imagine how well a modern animated Star Trek would be. I'm a little biased when it comes to the new Abrams rebooted Trek universe. Not a fan of it at all. Regardless of that, though, I still think an animated series based in the Prime universe would be better. And he says, without getting into too many points... One of the main advantages is that many of the actors are already accomplished voice actors. They could easily reprise their characters without having to do, deal with the problem of age. Mm-hmm. They could play or guest star as characters of the same age 
as they were when on their original live action shows. Yeah. Mm. And I totally agree with him. Yeah. Imagine instead of having the Enterprise uh, Netflix campaign being live action, if you just made an animated animated animated. version, yeah, because it could be done faster. Yeah. Wow. And an animated Romulan War. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be sweet. What I liked about the animated series was they could do designs of, like, spaceships and alien creatures yeah. that there's no way they could do in the 60s with, right. with the budget and effects back yeah. then. Yeah, exactly. That's why we get those two alien bridge officers. Yeah. yeah. And we get, like, crazy, huge, organic, weird-looking ships. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that crazy was... alien planets. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Tim. That was a very good answer. Yes, thanks, Tim. Next, we have Sarah Gardner who says only if uh, it was voiced by the original actors. Okay. So, J.J. or Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Google+, Plus, we have uh, Stephen Lee, who says, Prime, not a huge J.J. Trek fan here. Don't get me wrong, very fun, exciting space shoot 'em up movies, but not really Trek in my opinion. Okay. You can understand that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Next, we have Jennifer Linsky, Linsky, who says, I very much enjoyed the old TAS. Smack that TAS. (laughs) Smack it. Even with its cheesy Hanna-Barbera animation. And it's funny they say that, because it does remind me of Hanna-Barbera. I'm sorry, but it does. It totally reminds me of Hanna-Barbera. Especially uh, Space Ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the original Space Ghost. Exactly, because like, of the, the, whole belt, belt the belt thing, too. Yeah, and the belt, exactly. Yeah. If this was done by a good studio, maybe a Japanese studio, this could be awesome. I can't help thinking what Madhouse would do with it. Do with it. Okay. Oh, little side point. Uh, Madhouse is an animation studio in Japan. They do okay. a lot of anime. They actually did the Wolverine anime yeah. okay. and, and the X-Men anime. So, and they've done a lot of famous anime, classic anime series and newer ones. So, an anime, mature anime take mm-hmm. on Star Trek would be amazing. I would be all for that. Yeah, totally. And Star Trek is huge in Japan, like uh, Jennifer commented. So, really? oh yeah, oh my god, they yeah. they worship Star Trek over there. Hmm. I mean, they, they they get books and products that that we don't even get. I, I, they already did actually. They did a Star Trek uh, manga, which yes, is a Japanese com- comic book, and yes, I have that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They I did one for the original series and Next Generation. Oh, they wow. did one from TNG as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. I saw the uh, the original series one. It looks interesting. Manga. I'm manga. No mind. <laughs> um, manga. manga. So next. Um, I reached out to uh, oh, our friend Clive. Okay. I, uh, d- uh, do we have time to put this into the show? <laughs> yeah, we have, we have time. <laughs> we have some time. So I, uh, I reached out to him because he, he hasn't answered in a while. He was yeah, Clive always has some yeah. really good answers. Uh, he actually did this uh, during his – He was away, he's away on vacation, I okay. think. It's uh, very nice of him. I don't uh, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that he does this. Yeah. It's just that sometimes I need the cliff notes. <laughs> I, I I know you're you're rubbing a, on him a, a little bit, but it comes yeah. from a place of love. Yes, it does. Yeah. So he um he actually wrote this uh, during during dinner and uh, sent it to me. So I appreciate oh, wow. I appreciate four this course? Clive. What, no, excuse my, me. <laughs> I said four course. <laughs> um, 
Clive Burrell. So, and he says, do you want me to read this? Go ahead. All right. And he says, if I was to say what I wanted, it would be a DS9 animated series. Mm. I could see them doing something a bit dark and brooding in the same vein. Brooding. Brooding. I can't read. Brooding. (laughs) Brooding in the same vein as the animated Batman from the 90s. Now, can I just cut in? He's absolutely right on this because this is what they need to do for the the return. Mm. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sure that would be a big draw for the Trek community. I can imagine them having a very dark and... Brooding. Brooding. (laughs) Brooding. uh, Representations of Dukat and Garrick, particularly if they were... If it was done in a st- in that style, for me TNG would be ruined by animation in Voyager and Enterprise wouldn't suit the, the format. Kids would get bored with the concepts of those series. Fans would watch, but the very nature of animation tends to suggest a younger audience uh, would be the target, as older fans are more inclined to be clamoring for Netflix to resurrect Enterprise. Yes and no. I can see them, sorry, I can see it in my head right now. Of course, they could do Voyager-like Animaniacs. Wow, oh! they have to dig on. <laughs> Come on, Clive, Voyager. throw me a bone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the reality of the time is that only an animated series, series focusing on the reboot crew would make any financial sense and be part of that larger plan that CVS... Uh, uh, vetoed. Vito J.J. Abrams from accomplishing beyond the movie series. I could see the reboot being a lot brighter, flarer, 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 flarey. Sorry, almost, and in a more artsy format, perhaps like the recent animated Transformers series or even yeah. Tron Uprising. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tron Uprising actually was pretty good. Yeah. Haven't seen it. It's amazing. It would, yeah. I should watch it on Netflix. You should. It would probably help attract a younger audience and keep Star Trek alive and get a very new and younger audience than might be watching the new movies due to their uh, cinema rating. I also think the current action format that Abrams has created would suit the concept and fit with the comics too, if that was to happen. Good question. Challenges that what we want, we will get overruled by the dollar signs in the big picture. That's a shame, but I'll bring up but I'll but bring it, us it will bring us it'll bring us it'll bring us crashing back to reality. That's it's what would be the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically yeah. He's saying that <laughs> what we're gonna realize is even if we say it's good or bad, mm-hmm. it is what the marketing and the dollar value is gonna produce because as he said earlier in there, yep. the whole CBS yeah. vetoed that is true. They were trying to bring back a Trek series mm-hmm. before the movies came out. And they were like, no, we don't want that. They also did that to the uh, Star Star Wars one. No. For some reason, a long term these 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 studios don't want long term commitment. Well, not only that, but they don't want um, competing franchises, even if it's the same universe or yeah. same yeah. story. So yeah, that makes sense. Right Which I now, don't agree with. I, I don't agree with either. Star Trek is huge, and it could be like a CSI. You could have multiple Star Treks going on at well, once. Well, look at Voyager, right. yeah. Deep Space Nine, and TNG. They all overlap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of over- Even overlap. Enterprise technically almost overlapped. Right. I mean, it's it, it, they were doing it the production stuff right, right after Voyager. Voyager. Yeah. yeah. 
But with today's finances, and I understand it, right now they are focused on J.J. Star Trek. If they were to do anything it's beyond, gonna be JJ. it's going to be J.J. For right now. Or until, at least his verse. His verse until they move on with something different. It's kind of like what they do with like the Batman and the Superman series and all that. It exactly. always stays with the same mm-hmm. genre. The same people, yeah. But um, he, he brought up some good points, and personally, I, I would love to see a Deep Space Nine animated series to tie up loose ends from the finale. See, what I think could yeah. happen, what I think they could do is whoever wants to make this a go, right, mm-hmm. they should approach Cartoon Network because they're the big ones right now in the United States. Oh, yeah, and, and they, they could put this... franchise and they do fund, yep. like, the whole Clone Wars. Lucas, partially they approached them, but it was more um, Cartoon Network that approached Lucas. Right, and if they wanted to make this for, like, a teen adult audience, they yeah. could put it on Adult Swim. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. They could make it an Adult Swim exclusive, and they've done that, that yeah. before. Yeah. So I, I would love to see that happen. I'd love I, to see I the Deep Space Nine one. Yeah. Just to see, just to have an ending. That never had an ending, and neither did Enterprise. Although I will say one more point before we move on. Mm -hmm. I kind of don't like the whole we got to make everything dark and brooding. Like, we've got to have a dark version. We've got to have, like, a more mature version. Um, No, but I I think they're, They're even starting to do that. Like, people are saying that that's where Power Rangers should go. Like, yeah, let's make like a dark Power Rangers. It it and doesn't need to be dark. It's no. the story and the writing and that brings the quality of maturity to a show. Not everything has to be dark. And I think the reason it would have to be dark at the beginning, at least with Deep Space Nine, is because of the way it ended. Mm-hmm. It can't yeah. be happy-go-lucky at the beginning. I'm not saying happy-go-lucky, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, not like you, you know. Not everything has to be like Uber end of the world. No, no, no. no. Destruction to be good television or good cartoon. No, you're right. So, anyways, that that's be, that's that my little thing, though. Deep Space Nine. I would push. I would actually personally push for that so hard. With especially my 50, since with my got, fifteen dollars. <laughs> especially since we got gypped from a Deep Space Nine movie. Right. In Old thirty movies. years, we'll have holodeck movies. I really I think so. that's what's going to happen. Hopefully, hollow uh, the doctor's hollow novels. Speaking of which, and then I'll, I think I'll, the I'll, best... be, I'll be I'll be sixty, and I'll be like, "This is the greatest thing ever." I'm such a happy old nerd. <laughs> and then you do all these things, and you die of a heart attack because it scares the crap out of you. Oh God! <laughs> what I love is, and again, last thing off topic, but have you guys seen Prometheus? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen the hollow thing that they did with him at the beginning? I, I that saw is it. amazing. I saw Prometheus in IMAX 3D. Yeah. That is the best 3D I have ever seen yeah. in a movie because it wasn't over the top. It was all subtle, and it was like this extreme like depth realistic. of field in the whole movie. Yeah, when they go, when they go too far with it, it becomes... I, I thought I thought that this beat Avatar yeah. in terms of 3D because it was subtle, and when they did it, it was so layered, and yeah. it gave the whole movie depth. That's the way you do 3D. But what I was getting to was, remember that scene where the guy that's supposedly funding the whole thing, Wayland? Remember the, yeah, 3D, and the whole 3D holographic. holographic thing? That was awesome. Yeah, I think we're going to have that in the next 30 Very years. Very soon, yeah. I, probably the military already has it. That's scary to think about. So moving on to the final segment of the show. Aaron's favorite segment. Do you know what puts my quantum state into flux? Whoa. 
So it was what's, what's bothering you this what's, week? What's got your flux in the flux? Uh, we <laughs> did I? No, that's not right. What's got your state in a flux? Uh, we discussed the proposed Star Trek animated series, Final yes, Frontier, we did. here on our episode. Many I fans, remember that. I yeah, remember doing that. Yeah. It was a couple of minutes ago. Uh, many fans are calling for a return of Star Trek to the small screen since Enterprise left the airwaves. Uh, a canon animated series to supplement the J.J. universe or to continue the events after the destruction of Rhymeless uh, would add tremendously to the franchise at a significantly cheaper price tag than a live-action series. Star Wars The Clone Wars shows us that it could be successful uh, to continue a story in an animated form as has been on air for uh, five seasons now. Yeah. Um, so what puts my uh, quantum stand to flux? Your QCIF. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a shame that Final Frontier didn't get to air its version of uh, the Star Trek timeline. Although it's uh, somewhat a bleak version or vision, uh, it would show the uh, persistence of the human spirit and its ability to strive uh, no matter what is thrown at it. I agree. I am in complete agreement. Awesome. Now, I want a Star Trek animated series. Yeah. And you're right. It is so cheap, relatively mm. cheap, compared to like a $150 million movie. Well, yeah. Right. You're talking each episode can probably be done for less than $100,000. Exactly. You throw a couple million at this, yeah. and you've got a fully amazing animated series. A season, yeah. yeah. At least a season. Yeah. But my thing is also what I noticed about this, and you bring this up, and this is great that you did bring this up mm -hmm. as we had earlier. Yep. Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Did you notice how I would never think that a series that exists between two existent movies mm -hmm. that you know how it ends right. would be so successful? Because right. you're filling in that time that timeline. Yeah. But it is. I myself when I said it'll never it'll never last because you know how it's going to end. Mm -hmm. We know it, it, it's self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it and still people works. People love it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that first year of the animated series was different though. The Clone Wars. There they had the original they version. Had two Clone Wars series. Yeah. The original there was a, a, a really uh, Tardavosky who did yeah. um, Powerpuff Girls, and it was really bad. And then they did this this new one. Yeah, this so. is definitely uh, it, it's awesome. Actually, I watched it. And you know what the funny thing is? They do it in fifteen minute increments. Okay. And fifteen minutes, I actually and find that that's more in entertaining than some of the hours that I've watched movies. Yeah, and it's more of an anthology series, like yes. we've been talking about. They visit different Jedi, but it still forms a single story towards the end. Yeah. And I think. See, I think if they, there are so many possibilities. The whole thing with the Deep Space Nine, getting back to that, mm -hmm. I think that would be great because if you remember, the last two years of it really were an anthology because week to week was the Dominion War and you were visiting different places mm -hmm. and there were new right. characters being brought in. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't fully, but it come was. Come on, close. CBS. Yeah. <laughs> So no, go to NBC. No. no, it could be cool, like with the anthology, like yeah. you were saying, have. An Enterprise anthology. So you would have like the... Go to this planet, go to that planet. No, you would have like uh, an episode aboard that, you know that round Enterprise? That round Enterprise. The one that has like those rings. Yeah, yeah, the the, the rings and the... Oh, the, the earlier one? Yeah, the yeah, one, you can, yeah. You can have the early one, then you would have the like an episode of the NX-01. You could also even go as far back as to do one in the, do the space shuttle. 
That would be I, awesome. I, I, won't, I don't know if no, I No, you that could far. because you could go through the different pieces of Enterprise. Well, I was thinking of like just the space ones, like having like one or two episodes from each from each you one. You just want the space. That's so, all you want. Man. Well, That's yeah, all you want. Star Trek. So then you would have like the NX01, the NCC, the 1701, 1701A, the B, which we only saw once. No bloody A, no bloody B. <laughs> the C, which we only saw once. Yep. The D, the E. Then you could fill some things in or skip to the J. There could also be, I mean, here's the other thing. Do Are we sure that in between the NX-01, there was no other Enterprise between that and... No. No, we're there, not. There wasn't. There wasn't? No. no. How many years is in between? Uh, 50? Uh, yeah, no, like 100. 100? Yeah. You never know. You could always put one in there. Uh, maybe That's not. That's the thing with sci-fi. You can always update the canon. That's true, but I mean, they... Unless you know. screw with them, and then they say your animated series should not be canon. Well, I mean, because they have somewhere mentions Archer watching the uh, Enterprise being christened. Yeah, the Enterprise seventeen oh one being christened. So yeah, and plus, and as um, Beagle being the Beagle. the Enterprise in the original series was already twenty years old or twenty five years yeah. old at that point. So yeah, Jim, she's thirty years old. She needs. Anyways. <laughs> So yeah, animated series, we want another animated series. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Aaron. I'm Marty. And I'm Eric. See ya. <laughs> Trek out. It's trekking time. It's trekking time. Trekosaurus. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com on Twitter at SFEscapePod or on Facebook.com slash SFEscapePod. This has been another great presentation of the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch more shows at foureyedradio.com.